the OTB Podcast Network. Football on Off The Ball with Paddy Power. Let's be honest. If you were Declan Rice or Jack Grealish, you'd choose England too. Gamble responsibly. Gamblingcare.ie All right, it's Thursday evening on Off The Ball. Time, as always, to talk to John Giles. Evening, John. Evening, Nathan. So it was a busy week in the Champions League. Liverpool are out, but Manchester City are through to the semi-finals. Uh, we'll talk about all four matches. Uh, Manchester City first went behind against Borussia Dortmund. We've seen their struggles in the Champions Leagues in recent years where everything that could go wrong has gone wrong. Uh, they showed some good character last night to, I won't say grind it out, because I think they were comfortably the better team. What did you make of their performance? I thought it was very good, Nathan. They lost the goal early on, as we know. Um, but they kept the patience. You know, they kept playing, they kept playing, they kept playing. I mean, Dortmund are quite a good side. They weren't making it easy for them. So mm. they, ha- they didn't, uh, as, as can happen with teams, as you know, they lose their head and they start uh, doing silly things. They kept going and going and uh, deserved to win it in the end. They got a penalty kick uh, and uh, that, got them, that got them ahead. Uh, as well on the away goals because at one stage they were behind on the away goals mm. but good performance good all round performance from them What did you make of De Bruyne's performance? He was very good Nathan I, I think probably it could be his best position uh, he was more or less playing as a, a false number nine as they call them nowadays mm. he didn't play in midfield he played up, up front more or less but coming in from deep positions and I think he's better in that position i I don't think he's at his best when he's got the responsibility to do what's needed to be done in the middle of the field all the time, Nathan. So you, you, just want him as that, you, you just want him as that creative force with no great responsibilities? Yeah, yeah. He's, he's a tremendously gifted lad. Mm. Uh, but I think as a midfield player, um, he doesn't fill, fill all the boxes for me in that position. You know, to take responsibility from getting it from front to back. That and but when he gets it, he's very gifted. But usually, when from players like at their best in that position, they dictate the play, and he doesn't do that all the time, in my opinion, in the middle of the field. So, where you leave him free to do what he's really, really gifted at, which is to beat players, make the right passes up around the penalty box, and score goals himself, he's a hugely gifted uh, uh, individual. Would the concern be if you're playing him in that? more advanced false nine role that against certain teams if they figure out how to play against them that he could become quite isolated that he won't have the influence that maybe he'd have deeper in the pitch that actually you're guaranteed if he's playing as part of a midfield he's always going to be getting on the ball whereas sometimes maybe further up it's out of his hands he's reliant on somebody else getting it to him yeah but I find a midfield uh, Nathan he's not always getting on the ball right do you know what I mean like he's gifted when he does get a but he's not. I don't think he, he's that type of player that dictates the play uh, as a, as a general, as it were. You know, mm. uh, in the middle of the field. Now, when he gets the ball in the middle of the field, he's very, very gifted and and can do tremendous things. But I think he's probably. I think when when uh, Guardiola releases him from the middle of the field, don't forget. Don't forget, he's not playing up front. He's not up there. He's still in and around the middle of the field at times, Nathan. But he doesn't have the responsibility to get on it from a deep position and, and, and connect the play from there. He's free to, be, to, to, to use his gifts, which, are, which is he's well gifted to do, which is score goals, make goals in that position without the responsibility of having to do it in the middle of the field. 
What do you make of that false number nine role? Because listen, football develops and changes, and you would often talk about back in the 60s, that inside right, inside left role that really no longer exists within football, it seems. The false nine and not playing with a striker, not playing with an Aguero in that Manchester City team. Uh, what are your thoughts on it? Well, I, I think Aguero would be playing, Nathan, if he, you know, he's he, he had a bad injury mm. in terms, uh, sorry, a bad uh, season in terms of injuries and that. So he's not, he's not fit enough to play. I think if he was fit enough, he would play. But he was an out-and-out striker, you know. Like, there's no way that uh, uh, De Bruyne would play in that position. In fact, he could play in that position with Aguero. You know, yeah, because Aguero could play in in a much for and, and used to playing in a much forward position. I mean, you wouldn't see De Bruyne in the in the actual striker's position where he's he's a, he's a target man. That's that's not his game. But with a free role, he has the ability to come deeper, get on the ball, score his goals, and make goals. So I, I wouldn't see him as an out and out striker in any in any way whatsoever. The way that Manchester City use them then, obviously there's a, a massive amount of movement, whether it's Foden or Mares getting into that uh, most attacking position. You can see the likes of Gundogan or Bernardo Silva make runs past Bernardo, uh, past De Bruyne as well. Uh, yeah. do, you, do you find them a very interesting team to watch? Yeah, well, I always find Manchester City interesting to watch. Uh, I'm very, very attractive in, in what they do, Nathan. I mean, they don't please everybody because they think maybe they overdo it uh, and and don't play it forward or uh, get behind uh, people. But that's that's the way Guardiola wants to play. Right? And I think he's he strengthened the the, um, the defensive situation mm. with getting the, the new lad in. Uh, yes. Uh, yeah, I think he's been really, really good for them. And I think he's concentrating. And Stones has, 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 has come back to where he was a few years with the promise are fulfilling most of it now in the centre-back position. So they're not conceding many goals as they did, as many goals as they did last year by any means. And they're quite, they're quite good at the back now. So I think that, that, that has been an improvement on the team, definitely. But the, all the players can play, as you know, whereas Mares and uh, De Silva, uh, all the players can control the ball play. Um, Fogan played last night, scored a really good goal again. And you know he he he, he can play at any any level. So it was a good performance. They, they went the goal down as we say. As you, everybody knows now. And sometimes it's difficult to to get it back up to keep your head. Not, at that stage, they're, they're losing the tie, um, but they kept on it, doing the right things, kept their patience, and that's easier said than done. But that's what they did and did it extremely well. There were a lot of very exciting young players on the pitch last night for. Manchester City with Phil Foden and for Borussia Dortmund with Erling Haaland and Jude Bellingham in the middle of midfield. Like Bellingham's only 17. There's a lot of questions about whether he's ready to be part of the England squad for Euro 2020. Scored a goal last night. Brilliant composed finish. Like, when you look at a player of 17 doing it at that level, where, where do you think he's going to go in his career? Well, he's got all the makings of it, uh, Nathan, and certainly uh, I'd have no problem at all with his age if, if I was uh, Southgate if I thought he was good enough I'd put him in mm. Nathan you know the, 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 the really great if he goes on to be a great hopefully he will I think he has the ability to do so they're never too young mm. you know like you go back over I know Pele came he's, he, was, he was an exception as well played at 17 uh, I think Duncan Edwards the old Manchester United played at 17 there's, there's other lads who've done it 
Nathan, who are capable of doing it. I wouldn't be bothered about the age. So do you think he is good enough? He looks good enough to me. Now, I haven't seen that much of him, mm. but what I've seen of him, he looks, he looks the, the, the real deal. Yeah, definitely. So I wouldn't be bothered about his age at all. Yeah. Well, at all. What is it about him from the bits you've seen of him, even in last night's performance, that make him stand out? Well, the goal alone uh, was brilliantly taken. Mm. But his overall uh, composure, uh, I think he's, he's quick. Uh, his control is good. I think he's got a good attitude to it. Um, he's, 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 he's quite looks a, a good, strong individual, even though he's only 17, mm. uh, Nathan. So age-wise, you know, I don't think you're ever too old, you're never too young in football, if you can do it. And I just, I just read yesterday about the lads that he played with at Birmingham. And obviously, the, you know, the players that know you best are the players that play alongside you. And these were all older guys than him because I think he played when he was 15. And, and they were raving about him. Yeah. You know, they were saying, he is the real, he's the real stuff. And, and one of the old players, he, in training and playing, he said, he was, he was our best player by a long way. Now, they're players who know him. They played with him. Not, not, for, not for a lot of time, but they did play. Players who, your fellow players are the players who can judge you best of all, Nathan. So that's a very, very good recommendation coming from players that actually played with him for Birmingham when he was only, what, 15, 16. Mm. Yeah, I don't know if you so, read the story that they actually retired his jersey number at Birmingham. Uh, yeah, well, I think that was down to the, uh, uh, a lot of the money that they got from him. Nathan. Yeah, a bit of marketing. You know, Birmingham and a lot of these clubs wouldn't be, uh, they, wouldn't be they wouldn't be flushed, you know. Mm. And uh, with him, I know, I think he went for 30 million. To, yeah, uh, to that's a lot of, lot of money nowadays for... Uh, for, for, for a club like Birmingham, Birmingham at one time was one of the big clubs, great, great, um, great support, uh, but they would be would be short of money, and because I think a lot of the supporters weren't too keen on it, you know, like he only played what I was forty matches, mm. like to be retiring his jersey, <laughs> you know, usually usually it's people who play for about fifteen seasons that that happens to, but I'd say uh, I'd say they were so so short of the money they'd be glad to uh, give his jersey up. Just on Phil Foden then, he's 20 years of age now. Pep Guardiola seems to have done a brilliant job in developing over the last three or four years. He's never gone out on loan. At times there were questions that he wasn't getting enough game time at Manchester City. Even this season, there have been periods of the season where he's held him back for a run of seven, eight games and just given him a few minutes off the bench. Do you look at Foden and think he is ready right now, that we're looking at a player who is going to develop very quickly into one of the world's best? Well, well, I think he's ready for the for the Premiership. I think he's ready for the international team. Whether he goes on to be the, one of the world's best, I don't know. Maybe, maybe. Um, uh, but he's certainly good enough to be in the team. And I think in, in Guardiola's case, with the panel that they have of players, uh, Nathan, he, 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 he can be patient mm. with him and bring him on at the right time. I mean, if he was playing in a lesser club, say he did what Bellingham did if he was at, uh, at Birmingham, he'd be in the first team all the time, you know, and most other clubs. But I think the way to bring him along, he's only 20 now, uh, I think the, the way to bring him along at the level that they play, they play at and they're expected to play at and to win trophies, uh, then I think what he's doing is ideal for him. Uh, do I think he's going to be the real deal? Definitely. 
So Manchester City through to the semi-finals. They'll play Paris Saint-Germain in the semi-finals, uh, who just about did the job against Bayern Munich to progress. Uh, what were your thoughts on Neymar's performance? 29 now, it, it felt like one of the most mature performances I've ever seen from Neymar. I thought he played well, uh, really well, uh, Nathan. Um, I, I think I, I think he played well last year as well. It was a Tuchel had Tuchel had him there. Yeah, yeah. You know, I thought he, he did a good job with him. I mean, there's no doubt. There's no doubt in his talent. Uh, I mean, he's a beautiful, beautiful player, and, he, and it's just whether he can keep himself going if he's living his life outside the game as well as he should. I don't know, but certainly when when he's fit and well. Uh, and uh, he, he, he can be as good as anybody else I've seen. Can be, uh, but I mean, but the great players over the years, there's no can be with them. Mm. They, they just do it. Uh, but he's a very, very gifted lad. And on a certain day, I thought he played really, really well the other day. He hit the, he hit the woodwork twice in, in the match that could have finished the game off. A hugely talented individual, there's no doubt about that. And it's just a question now, well, what is he, 29 now? 29, yeah. Yeah, you know, so he should be at the peak of his career. And there shouldn't be any ifs and buts now. You know, is he going to do it? Is he not going to do it? Uh, I, I think he, ha- he definitely has the equipment to be one of, one of the greats. Now, he's 29. He hasn't proven that yet. But it's, it's never too late. He, and and he'd be a very, very, he's going to be a very, very dangerous player, that's for sure, uh, against Manchester City. It's going to be a brilliant game, brilliant couple of games because mm. of the danger that Paris Saint-Germain possess in attack. And it's not just Neymar, it's also uh, Kylian Mbappe, who yeah. is alongside Erling Haaland, who we didn't really mention with Borussia Dortmund, who it feels are going to take over maybe from Messi and Ronaldo. Uh, Mbappe uh, delivering on what you expected from what we saw at the World Cup? Yes. Yeah, I think he's very, how old is Mbappe? 21, 22 or something? Yeah, 22 at this stage. You know, I, yeah, I think he, he's the real McCoy as well. And I think he'll get better and better. He's, he's, he's a hugely influential player now. And so is Haaland. I know you're going to mention mm. him anyway. But I, I think Mbappe is up there to, to definitely be the next uh, Ronaldo, for sure. I don't know if anybody's going to be the next Messi. Uh, <laughs> but certainly, uh, he, he has the equipment and he seems to have the attitude and I think there's, there's, there's a bar injury there's nothing stopping him Nathan yeah it sounds like you're enjoying watching football at the moment that there's well, a lot I, a lot of players who you're enjoying well, watching there's a lot of players there I mean Haaland I think could be the best of them all mm. at the, I mean he's, he's only 20 now and I, I think he's got it all and he's quick he's, he's strong he, he sees the pass he's, his positional sense is good you know I think this kid along with Mbappe could, could be two of the greats definitely Definitely, and they're and they're, 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 it's a privilege to watch them, Nate. I must say, we all love watching great players. I mean, it, 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 we don't see that many of them, um, so yeah, we have to enjoy them when we see them. But I think these two lads, particularly, could be two of the greats in the future. We did that series last year where you went through your all-time greatest teams, and it was clear like you've seen all of the modern-day greats over the last fifty, sixty years. When you look at the great attacking players of that generation and you're talking about Haaland potentially having the potential to get into that sort of grouping mm. what, what do you look for in a 20 year old is it, is it all about the movement and the awareness for a striker that they need well, I, well the first thing I'd look for Nathan, is the attitude you know are, are, they, are they honest 
are they doing what's best for the team? Uh, are they making the right moves? The, the right moves, you know, you don't, you don't, you lose the ball sometimes, but it's not for the sake of of being uh, trying to overdo it or trying to show off or not doing what's best for the team. I mean, that's what makes the great players. They all do it in different ways. Uh, but if you if you look at a player and say, well, on his day, if he's in the mood, uh, in my opinion, they they never make great players, mm. uh, Nathan. Once you hear, you know, the doubts in the mood, in the mood, well, you know, when it's in. That's no good. The great players are in their mood, which is to play for the team every game they play. Now, they don't always play well. All, even all the great players don't play well. But have they tried to play well? Have they tried for the team? Yes. And all great players have days when it doesn't, it doesn't work for them. But it's not for the work of effort or the want of effort and an approach and attitude to the game. And what I see of these two lads and Foden from what I see of them, they seem to have that attitude, Nathan. So that's Paris Saint-Germain, Manchester City on one side of the draw. The other side, Real Madrid against Chelsea. Real Madrid knocked Liverpool out last night. They had the chances, Liverpool. They definitely did, Nathan. And, and Salah in particular, uh, where he's usually deadly. I mean, he had a chance after five minutes uh, uh, to, 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 to really get the first goal, which would set the trend for the night. There's no doubt makes the opposition nervous when he scored a goal so early in the game. Uh, and he didn't, he didn't do it. He had two or three chances, didn't do it. Now, you'd have to say that Courtois, is that his name, Courtois, the yeah, goalkeeper? Yeah, Courtois, yeah. Very, very good. I mean, he made two saves he had no right to make uh, and definitely kept him in the game. Uh, but Salah, at his best, I think, would have put those chances away, Nathan. Why do you think he's not at his best? Well, well, to be fair, he scored a fair amount. He scored more goals than anybody else this season. Do we just expect too much in that we're talking about him not being at his best, yet he's right there in the running for top scorer in the Premier League? I think he's 26 goals in all competitions. I think he's done well, but I still don't think he's at his best. Yeah. You know, um, he seems to be not as happy as with himself, as I see it, as he did last season. Mm. Uh, And we, we have seen comments from him. Uh, in recent times, in the past, where he's certainly hasn't discouraged the questions that he was answered, asked about about leaving Liverpool. Yeah, he's put them off, and and the comments he made were in foreign papers. But he knows as well as anybody else, there's no such thing as foreign papers today. When you're talking uh, in the way that he was talking, it has to come back to Liverpool and to England. What he was saying. So, I mean, I think in any situation where a player is asked, well. Do you fancy moving? You just say, no, I don't even want to talk about that. I'm very happy at Liverpool. He didn't actually say that, you know. No, it's sort of been hanging over the club for the last yeah. few months. He didn't say he was unhappy, but he didn't say he was happy either. <laughs> and usually in, in that situation, it's usually a sign that there's something going on that shouldn't be going on. Yeah. Uh, John, uh, we'll get on to Chelsea maybe next week and uh, we'll be able to preview that semi-final. But before we let you go, I, I do want to ask you about Shea Healy, who uh, passed away this week, sadly, at the age of 78. And uh, he was responsible for one of the most memorable moments of Irish television ever, really. And you were part of it, uh, a Nighthawks <laughs> episode. Yourself and Eamon Dunphy, drink may have been taken. Was he somebody you knew well? I didn't know him very well. I, I, I met him on a few occasions. And uh, I, I was a great fan of his uh, because he's, he's a great musician, great, uh, uh, I mean, the song, uh, 
Johnny Logan. Year, Johnny Logan's song, you know, but that was one of the one of one of the most popular songs ever. And uh, I met him a few times, and he was a very humble man. I liked him, uh, great musician, Nathan. And uh, now he was. I, I, I really, I, I didn't see that much of him, mm. but I, I certainly admired him and I liked him. And uh, very, very sorry to see his passing. Well, he knew how to create an atmosphere, that's for sure, how to get people talking and to get people singing, John. I know you haven't seen or heard this too often since, but for anyone who, maybe of a younger generation, who doesn't remember it at the time, this, as far as I'm aware, is the night that Ireland qualified for Italia 90, the November night. Nighthawks is on afterwards, and yourself and Eamon Dunphy are in a conversation with Shea Healy. I'll just play it to you, John. Now, what about the game today? Seriously, sum it up for us. Did you enjoy it? Apart from the fact that we won. I don't think it was a very good game, really, but it, was, it wasn't the game itself today. It was the actual qualifi- official qualification for the World Cup finals. Yeah. It was the event, not rather, not the game itself. And will they scrub you to the goals, Amy, do you reckon? There's no such thing. There's a scrub you to the goals. This team has made history. And there's no such thing as a bad goal. Today was, a, today was for generations of people in this country. But this was the day for soccer. And it was a day for Jimmy McGee, Jack Charlton, <laughs> Ireland. You have a big Opal. There's something up Arnold, Arnold O'Byrne, let's not forget Arnold. <laughs> Arnold, the man behind Opal, the man who really makes the Irish team boss. You told me he never laughed. This this is is never laughed he laughs. <laughs> Did you ever play? You played against Jack Charlton in your day, didn't you, as a player? I played with him. You played with him, did you? At least for 13 years. I never played around O'Barn, though. It's one of the great regrets. Oh, my. We had the FAI Opal Hall of Fame award for the first time last Sunday night, and I gave it to Charlie Hurley. Yes, the man. You think the greatest should, you think man ever graced an Irish soccer pitch. Charlie Hurley played one season in the first division. I thought He's a character. Got, I, I thought Amari got an invite. He didn't even get invited. He <laughs> <laughs> didn't get an invite. No. I don't mind the award. Can I make up to you tonight, John? I'll ask you to sing here in Night Hall. Go on. Go on. Go on. Go on. Ah, that's great stuff, John. That is great stuff. There was a few Bacardi and Cokes that night, were there? I'd say there was quite a few, Nathan, to be honest. <laughs> quite, quite, quite a few. I think we just qualified for the World Cup and we were out for the, we were out for the night anyway. Let's put it that way. I, I, I'm glad I heard that because I don't remember the night. <laughs> <laughs> that was a, a typical night out with Eamon, was it? Yes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> No, it was uh, yeah, pretty memorable stuff. All right, I, there, there was plenty of things happening there you wouldn't get away with in television these days. I think. No, no, definitely not. No, no. Times, times have changed, Nathan. Yeah, not all for the better. I think it's fair to say, John. Uh, well, well, we'll keep going. We certainly will, John. Great stuff as always. Maybe we'll have one of those nights sometime, sometime in the future, if the rest of I us ever forward, get vaccinated. I look forward to that, Nathan. Definitely. Great yeah. stuff, John. Yeah, lovely Thanks, stuff. Nathan. We'll talk bye. to you next week. Yeah, yeah. Thanks. Bye. Bye. Football on Off The Ball With Paddy Power Everything would be better if Wes was back in the team Gamble responsibly Gamblingcare.ie That was an OTB Podcast Network presentation